Podcast, episode number one, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink Podcast. Our mission, to explore the depths of anime, the good, the bad, and the absolutely insane. We'll take a look at some of the best and worst of the season, and give you some of our recommendations to lead you on your own research journey. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining me today are Cole Watson, Preston Doza, and Remington Joseph. All right, so uh, let's get right into episode one. So in episode one, we're introduced to our main character, Violet, uh, who was a, sto- a soldier in the Liedenschlaft army. Uh, I think I, I know I said that wrong. Preston, you, you were practicing it earlier. How do you call it? What do you call the army that she was part of? Okay, so <laughs> I was trying to call the whatever knowledge German I, ha- German I had, mm. which also side note, like whenever uh, anime has to or a light novel has to make like a fictional like European country. Oh, it's always Germany. It's always Germany and it always sounds like okay, that sounds German, but it's a bit much. Yeah. They just like, decide to pick the most obscure and like okay, so German is really known for taking like co- making like insanely long compound words. Mm-hmm. Um so they just take all of those words every single time. Like, there's normal, there's, there's not normal, but I mean, there's like English sounding <laughs> words. Like, you never anyone say, here, say, say anyone say, you know, uh, uh, wo ist mein Milk, right? Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know, my and German is really terrible. I'm so sorry, German listener. That is the country that Violet Evergarden said, no, it's not. But, <laughs> uh, um, the name is, I'm going to butcher this. Go for it. Leidenschaftlich. I think that's close. The Leidenschaftlich army, uh, who served under Major uh, Gilbert. Uh, how how can I not say? Just Borgen, uh, Borgen. You know what? We're just going to call him Major Gilbert, okay? which is what the show calls him. The show just calls. I because I, I think they even know that the last name's kind of ridiculous. It's, at that it's point. a bit of a it's a bit of a name. Excuse me, Major. Your last name's ridiculous. <laughs> Gilbert, okay, we'll go please. with the first. <laughs> Major Gilbert Gilbert. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we find out that she like the, in a, in the open we get kind of a a very ethereal and uh, ambiguous opening. Uh, we see Violet in a hospital room. It's very bright and airy, but we can see that she through the bandages and things like that, and the the about few minutes worth of musing that goes on with her that um, she was sort of re not quite aware of what was going on uh, or a memory of what happened like it sound looks like she has a bit of amnesia from uh, the uh, battle that she's last battle that she partake in but it looks like she was pretty damaged from that previous battle um, we but we do find that she was uh, very uh, attached to Major Gilbert 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 that we've decided to call him. Apparently, Gilbert's even hard for me to pronounce, guys. <laughs> but anyway, so she, we find out she was very devoted for him and to him. In fact, um, the beginning of the episode is actually her penning a letter to him in her mind, and uh, we do see that theme actually kind of carrying out for the next little while. Yeah. Um, so uh, she gets picked up by uh, a friend of the colonel's, uh, Claudio. Claudia. 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 I, I keep wanting to call him Claudio. I'm sorry, also, guys. a friend of the majors, not the colonel's. Yeah. Oh, Colonel my gosh. Colonel Claudia. Colonel Claudia, who's a friend of the majors, um, picks, you're right, thank you, uh, picks up Violet and takes her to the Evergarden Estate. Yep. And 
Um, he, now she has to figure out what to do because uh, she's not part of the war anymore. And we get this real, we get this impression that she has obviously been in battles and a soldier for pretty much the most of her life. We do end up finding out that she was indeed a child soldier throughout this episode. Um, so she is having a little trouble adjusting to civilian life because she's very set and very like uh, military in her mannerisms because yeah. this is the only person she knows how to be. Right now she's just waiting for her next orders. Yeah. Yeah, because she considers herself a weapon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Exactly. And uh, so so we see a very um, it's she's a very blank slate starting from episode one that we can see because there's not much else that she's capable of emoting at this point. Um, Anyway, so um, Claudia takes him to his factory and uh, offers her a job as a memory doll. And so uh, an auto memory doll and an auto memory doll is uh, a ghost writer for uh, people who are uh, needing to write letters to people, other people. Um, And as a way to kind of get Violet to adjust to uh, to um, civilian life. Anyway, um, we do find out that she remembers uh, these last words that Gilbert parted with her, the last wishes. So to live, just live and the words I love you and we find out that she um, has no understanding of this and decides that uh, after talking with the the group of people that she's with Gilbert and uh, people in his factory that she will um, try to actually become an auto memory doll <laughs> that was like that was like a full on story. That was well, that was the first episode. I know. <laughs> that was just the longest recap of the episode you've ever given us. So what'd you guys think of the episode? Um, I thought it was a vague episode. Like okay. I didn't have a feeling of where the series was going at all at this point. Yeah. So I was just kinda lost, just wondering if the Evergarden was the main point of it, the whole family that she goes to stay with. I I just didn't understand. Yeah, they really rushed that sequence. It's like, hi, this is Mrs. The, hi, this is Miss Evergarden. Have some tea. Oh, you spilled some tea. Have some gloves. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to work at a company. Come join me. And then that's <laughs> And it's like, I swear, that's like two, two and a half minutes of being at this house, which has the, which is named in the title of the show. <laughs> and then they just move out of it. And at the very least for the, I will say, like, for the first, like, three episodes, they don't go back there. That's no. what I'm wondering. Are That's we ever going like... to see the Evergarden family again? Where did they go? <laughs> you were there for she two... She doesn't go home anymore. You were there for two and a half minutes, so you get to keep the name forever. <laughs> it, it, was, it was so... I mean, they spend so much time at the beginning just building up her character. I really love how they, like, spent a lot of time showing the two things that she has about herself one she's a military person who has just been in she's she's a she's she's military from like the ground up and she's got very strong but undefined feelings for this major gilbert yeah and they do a lot of that throughout the entire first episode and it's it's not like she she does come out and express it but not explicitly like she's kind of led towards it and it's, it's kind of 
but you're right. And then all of a sudden they get into the, the character, everybody else. And it's just like, all right, I, this is me as a person. I'm in bed. And now all of a sudden all these things happen. Yeah. I think they took, they spent too much time on her considering the fact that she has no real character at this point. Yeah. yeah. She it's, is yeah. just a blank slate, yeah. devoid of feelings, can't convey feelings. Yeah. You can get a sense of her story in like a minute. Just, oh, child soldier done. Yeah. It's just, oh, mm-hmm. doesn't have feelings. The sole purpose is I am a weapon intended for war. Now yeah. let's run through that again for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the time she was in the car, I was like, oh, I get it. Like she related herself to the dog plushie and I was like, yeah. oh, well, there you go. That's it. I don't really need to learn more about her right now. I want to know who this guy she's with is. Like, who are all these other characters that we're meeting? Yeah. And Oh, can we take a moment about uh, to talk about that scene in the car? That now as you bring that up uh, about the fact that he brought he couldn't just uh, Claudia couldn't decide. He figured he's picking her up from the hospital. He's got to give her something as a little bit of a gift to you know make her feel welcome and whatnot. But he couldn't decide what toys to get her, so he gets like these three dolls, and she like shuts him down <laughs> like <laughs> hard, like. Here, I bought this for you. I couldn't decide which ones. No, thank you. Whoa! It was so we we understand right off the bat that she is cold. Yeah, very cold. Claudia, no major Gilbert. No major <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> I almost thought there was gonna be like a uh, like because of the amnesia that there was like a hidden uh, thing between her and him, and it was gonna be played out, but nah. Uh, nah, nah, that didn't happen. Anyway, so let's move on to episode two. And this is the point where it starts getting pretty spoilery. So if you want to come back after the break, uh, you can skip ahead and we won't feel bad about it. Um, we'll miss you, though. But those of you who are brave enough to stick around, here are here is our very spoiler-filled recap of episode two. And we're going to go on to episode three, which also has even more spoilers. So there we go. All right. So episode two. All right. So we... Now that we've established it, she's going to be working at Claudia's uh, factory and uh, as a uh, auto... Why do I always say this? Auto memory doll. Why do I keep forgetting the name of this? I don't even know how many times we've talked about this already. But anyway, so she's working as an auto memory doll. And we finally get to meet some of the auto memory doll characters. So we ha- are, have meet the veteran um, who seems to be kind of the head of all the auto memory dolls, uh, Catalea. And then two of the rookies who have just recently joined just a little bit ahead of Violet, uh, Erica and Iris. So what do you guys think about these characters when they were first introduced? I mean, there isn't really much to say about them at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really shallow at the time just because this is their introductory episode. We get a little bit of depth with Erica just because she feels that she mirrors some things in Violet because Violet isn't good at the job and Erica isn't finding that she's too good at it either. She kind of not sympathizes, but just sees parts of herself, the parts that Erica really hates about herself. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. a failure at this. Well, she doesn't sympathize at first. Yeah. Because we, right away, we see Erica really upset about the fact that she had to work so hard to get this job, and then who is this girl yeah, walking in? she really in? wanted Violet to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we do get an introduction to her very, like, she... She's really competitive with her own self. Like, she's really outspoken about the fact that she's doing a lot of Joe yeah. jobs and she just really wants to yeah. write a letter. Yeah. And and we get the... the she's yeah. she's obviously that's the loud character, the two-dimensional loud anime what, character. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Iris... really envious of the best. That's what Iris wants to do, and there's, like, no real development for her for this episode. No. It's yeah. just, like, she is the opposition yeah. yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she got. just comes in, complains, and walks away, and that is it. We learn yeah. nothing at, about Iris Fast. At the very least, Erica gets like some development with that scene in the rain talking yes. to her, and then like finding back, it's like, no, you shouldn't fire Violet. Yeah. later on, 
but she at least gets some development. Iris gets nothing. And the thing that I could say about Catalea is that her character is like, she's the boss. Yeah, yeah, she's the boss. She's, she's nice and attractive. Yeah. That's basically yeah. it. She's, she's the mother figure. Also, just, I think I just figured this out in my head right now, but like all the three like girls who work there apart from Violet are like color coded and that Iris wears blue, Erica wears green, yeah. and Kalea <laughs> wears yeah. red. And I, and I just put that together. Like, does that mean anything or is that just, hey, we got three primary I colors? Yeah, I think that's Ka- just a. Catalea is the, the we've fiery. Got the, we've got one. the full spectrum of dolls on set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we get, I, I mean, I, we do, yeah, with, with uh, Erica at the end, we do get a little bit of foreshadowing of what her character might be, but we, we don't uh, get a lot from. Wait, am I getting? Yeah, you're getting the mix up. Iris is the one who is like really ambitious and wants to fire, and Erica's the young girl. Yeah, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about yeah because of that one scene. We do get a little bit of a foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, we do get a little bit of foreshadowing of what we might see from her. She's the closest clue to like the idea that we are going to get backstory for everybody. Yeah, Mm -hmm. especially with that scene where she's looking at the she's looking in the window shop to find uh at something. I think it was a doll. Was it? Yeah. Hey, it's a metaphor. Because ah! they're called all our memoir dolls, and they're and she's looking at dolls. Get it? No. I think I'd like to think that they thought they were clever when they were doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep. Another Deep. Uh, big part of episode two is Violet's brooch. Violet's missing brooch. Yeah. Uh, so this was an item that was gifted to her by the major uh, during their time together. Uh, that she holds uh, as basically the one of her key possessions. She she loves it. She doesn't want to be without it. And when she discovers that it's missing, she's a little bit heartbroken. This is actually like one of the few scenes that we see of Violet where her emotion may not be on her face, but we can tell what she's feeling inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so Claudia actually goes on just a little bit of a quest uh, to the black market <laughs> to find this brooch. And uh, by the end of the episode, gives it back to Violet uh, where we see another emotional scene where she is very grateful that this is back in her life. Um, everyone at the post office, though, is thinking, like, is our company going under? I mean, Claudia can't even... He doesn't even know if he's going to pay rent this month. Yeah. And uh, to, go, to go out of his way to find this brooch for Violet. Uh, I mean, it was also a really good emphasis on on the her relationship with Gilbert because of the how how she reacted it was the first time we see any kind of sense of emotion from her yeah. even though it was not actual emotion it was just the, that pregnant pause that she took for the whole thing that was it, it just Without saying anything, it spoke volumes, kind of thing. Yeah. So it was see, it, nice to see that. Depth. I was gonna say that it showed a good example of Claudia's relationship with Violet. Just yeah, he's already too. taken on a parental role, even though he's technically not her guardian. Yeah. He's like a father figure already. Yeah. Just taking care. I'll of be her. fair. Her actual like guardian is still in her house. In yeah. I mean, like, she's there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Evergardens don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Violet. Um. The other thing that we get revealed to at the end of the episode is a scene of uh, Claudia um, confiding to Catalea um, over some liquor that yeah. Gilbert is never coming back. Yeah. And yeah. it's the first real, like, confirmation. Because this show's pretty heavy-handed in saying, in, like, skirting around this topic with Violet. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the first confirmation that, like, Gilbert is dead. But yeah. you know what the thing is, and I, I'm, I gotta say this, 
it even though we it's like explicitly stated that this guy's gone, we're never gonna see him again. The show has this really great way of let like giving us, even though they say it, even though it's really predictable, that is he though kind of dead? Like, could he be just away somewhere? Could he have gone insane? Could yeah. he have like? Well, yeah, because everybody avoids the word dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all just make it sound like he went away yeah. on, like, a trip. Yeah, he's at a farm in New- northern New York <laughs> where all the good majors go, go after the war. <laughs> <laughs> that is where he is. And because while it's such a child, she believes it. And no, yes. you can't visit just the wait. major. No, you yeah. can't visit the major. Because <laughs> you aren't a major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it just kind of but it, it brings you in, right? But yeah, anyway. episode two wasn't like the episode that hooked me into no. the show, but it was one that left me with questions that I wanted answered. Yeah, and that yeah. was the driving force to going to episode three for me. And it was just the like very one and two felt very similar in tone and in note. It was like it was a lot of like th- those two episodes spent a lot of time building the world and building the characters, and it y- you kind of had to push through it. I feel yeah. yeah. Although there were like nice little rewards throughout. I mean, it at least showed me that there was a cast that we would be working with. The first episode didn't even really give me that. It only showed me about two characters. It gave yeah. you a delivery boy and it gave you Claudia. I yeah. thought the delivery boy was going to be a main character. So did I. <laughs> and I, I keep expecting him to come. I, I kept expecting him to come back. And I, I was like half expecting the delivery boy to be and the Claudia with, and Kalea to have yeah. a, a triangle there. I thought it was going to be him and Violet. And he was going to show Violet the wonderful world that after the war. And then she was finally going to fall in love with them and forget about Gilbert. That's what I thought for the very first episode. And I was like, that doesn't make much sense. How is this going to happen? Uh, There's no other characters, though. I was convinced it was she was going to fall in love with Claudia. And then it became like a father-daughter thing. And then There's I was a like, Vegas oh. bride thing going on. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Oh, that's another episode, guys. I have a lot of things to say about that show. <laughs> um, but anyway, Gibber's dead, and we move on to episode three. So uh, in episode three, we find out that... Uh, uh, so even though Violet is really technically f- proficient at becoming an, at being an auto memory doll, she can type really fast. She can listen. Um, she can get things like it, she can do verbatim. Like we find out, she can type at like two hundred and something words a minute. Yeah, and that seems like if you asked her to do more, she'd be like, "Yeah, yeah I, can I can do, do that." that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, part of that is her like military discipline, obviously, but another part of it was the fact that she has those mechanical hands and she can tune them so that she can make them go as fast as she need them needs them to type. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, she sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't understand emotion. She doesn't understand emotion, and she writes really. Uh, oh, we have to go back to episode two because we have to talk about this. Ah, uh, the letter. Her first letter. <laughs> so part of being an auto memory doll is being able to trans, uh, like transcribe people's emotions yes. into the letters, communicate for them. Uh, so every uh, we we get an example of what Catalia's uh, you know, experience in the business has led to led her to do and she writes these beautiful lovely letters for people who are very very tactful very graceful um and it's very understandable why she's yeah. the most requested doll in the place yeah. exactly and then we violet gets to write her first letter and it's like a mission statement yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the client was let me get this straight the line the client was a woman who was attracted to a guy, did he own like a dealership? Was it? Yeah, he something owned like a that, car yeah. dealership or something. Yeah, or, and he was interested in her, and yeah. she didn't want to come off too like needy or anything. Yeah, so she wanted to just lead him on a bit. She wanted to be playful about it. Yeah, and what does Violet write? But this like whole mission statement of yeah. if you don't love me, 
If you buy me gifts, then I will love you. you. (laughs) But you haven't done that yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So because of errors like that, Violet gets sent off to school to learn how to be a proper doll. And while there, she meets... um, Luculia? Did I yeah, pronounce Luculia. that right? Oh, Luculia. Luculia. Who, <laughs> okay, she's so far. She, so far, she's pretty great. Um, and um, she's and Luculia is another girl whose dream was to be a doll, and her and Violet practice off of each other for a while. And it's pretty clear that like Violet's really not learning too much on the emotional side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, while Luculia, on the other hand, is pretty great at it and Lucalia graduates and Violet doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone graduates except yeah. for Violet. <laughs> Even though she was top of the class right off the bat and then as soon as the emotional thing kicks in she was left out and we get another like hey look this person doesn't have emotions yeah, kind of yeah. shoved at us. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway after that's all done Lucalia um, has a meeting with Violet where she gives she has a heart to heart really where she reveals that um during the war, uh, both her parents died, and her brother um, was in the army reserves, I think, and he was injured, and he's crippled, and he's a drunk now. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. likes to go, like go to a bar, drink a lot, get smashed, fight some people, and then lay down, pass out unconscious for yeah. a while. And the cycle for, <laughs> forever. And Lucalia is unable to like express her feelings, like her gratitude that her brother is alive despite like losing her parents and whatnot. Mm. And because of that, Violet decides to write a letter to, uh, like, from Lucalia to her brother. And then uh, I'd also like to note that she finds him, like, passed Pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how long was she looking? Because she had to deliver <laughs> the letter to her brother, and, like, the brother was drunk and passed out inside a clock tower. And it's like, did she go there first? Well, yeah, because it was the same clock tower that Lucilia Yeah, but why to. would her brother be outside um, of it? Contrived- I think Lucilia mentioned oh, no. that it was important to them. It, it was, because that the reason why the clock tower was so important to Lucilia yeah. was the view, yeah. oh, but her I, brother was the first one to take I, her to I that. I get view. that, but why would the brother be outside of it passed out drunk? Because he's nostalgic because it's anime. one of those, like, yeah. it's very nostalgic yeah. for he's, them. He's drunkenly walking, and, and then he passes out. And anyways, after delivering the letter, many tears are shed. Yeah. And and Violet gets called into the, the teacher's office as like, oh, I've read the letter. The single sentence that you wrote <laughs> that was like, I'm grateful that you're alive. Something yeah. to that effect. And um, Violet graduates. Yeah. She and becomes so, yeah. a fully fledged doll at yeah. the episode's end. And now you love a Laculia Cole because yeah. like you... you Go go into your details. Well, the here. reason why I love Lukuli is the whole reason, like, why this episode hooked me into Violet Evergarden and continuing into it is because she's the character who has the most development out of anyone we've seen so far. She has a whole character arc in an episode of this is her dream, this is her backstory, meet her brother, let's solve this issue between their family, where. Luculia is struggling to maintain this relationship with her brother. She feels very passionate about him. They love each other as as brother and sister, but he, she can't say the words that she wants to say to him. And when Violet uh, comes in to Luculia's life and actually solves the problem of here's the letter, suddenly their relationship is uh, put back into place and we get to see some really beautiful imagery of like their past and seeing that view at the clock tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the episode where I got it. Where exactly. I was like, I understand what Violet Evergarden is. And 
it's like the first episode was the world building, second was characters, and this is very much the premise. It's client of the week, mm-hmm. get attached to this emotional story, and watch how Violet deals with it and grows from it. Yeah. it's This series definitely follows the three-episode rule. You had to stick with it. Uh, the first couple... They were a bit of a slog. They weren't, but there was enough to kind of keep you back to it. Like the art design in this is really stunning. It it, it does that. I think it does call back to like I'm, I'm assuming it's a setting that's a reminiscent of a World War post World War One kind yeah. of England Europe. Yeah, Europe, Germany, like anime Europe, anime, anime Europe. Europe, basically every European country in one country, and um, like that was enough to kind of. Like, just to see how they portray everything and how homey and comfortable they've created this place. It was enough to kind of say, okay, I want to see what they're going to do with this atmosphere and where they're going to take it. Yeah, episode two gave us questions. Episode three gave us the format that we mm-hmm. can that we can expect, hopefully, for the rest of the show, because it's one that I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It was re- and I'm, I'm very excited to see how, what other characters are going to build Violet's um, personality so she can learn how to become herself. Like, what she's going to take from other characters. But um, what do you guys... Any worries you guys have for the series as it progresses? I mean, I'm worried that Violet won't build up to be a strong enough character. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, she only has one goal, and that's to find out what love is. Yeah. And once she learns that, where does she go from there? I'm guessing like, that's probably the end of the series, yeah, but yeah. that doesn't seem like it would be It seems enough. like something that the series is building up towards. Yeah. I mean, if I have to deal with just, like, six or seven more episodes of her not getting what love is, and then finally she gets it, and that's it, Yeah. I, I don't think that's enough. I mean, I'd hope that the supporting cast is strong enough where I like them enough in their stories. But if not, which can be very... Like, you're doing this client of the week thing. It can always mess up if you just have a couple bad episodes, just a couple bad stories that don't resonate the same way that this one did. It might not measure up to what it should be. Yeah, like, my biggest worry, like, touching off on that is that really when you have a show that's, like, of the week, like, blank of the week Mm -hmm. type thing, case of the week, whatever... Um, it's really dependent on what happens on a week-by-week basis so that if the writing or the characters are poor on a certain week or even, like, two to three episodes back-to-back, that can, like, just immediately, like, cause me to lose. Exactly. Well, yeah, cause me to lose interest. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you could do, like, Lucalia is great and all, but if there were, like, two episodes of the, like, exact same thing or, like, similar themes yeah. touching on it, like, there needs to be some variety to the cases. I agree. Yeah. And I'm hoping that there's variety. There's a lot of potential for it, but there's the worry that it could just as easily yeah. fall back on like the love trope if, almost. I agree. I totally agree. Um, in like I, I'm, I love the idea of seeing how all these other characters and they've given us so many right from the beginning yeah. to be very curious about. Like I, I want to know everyone's backstory and how they're going to contribute to Violet's growth. My worry is. What if they spend either too little on certain characters or too much? Like, I don't want to see six episodes of one character imprinting their emotional understanding of the world on Violet. Exactly. And that's just going to that's gonna become really, really dry for me. But I, I because they, but I, I feel like they're going to, it, it, they're going to take a good care of this because like, there is so many, there's so many different characters that are like very two-dimensional right off the bat that we know there's going to be more to it if that's mm-hmm. how they're going to like if that's how they're framing this show that I think will be okay and the fact that they just sort of brought a character out of nowhere in three that started the whole thing off might mean that there's more to this whole thing than that and I mean we still have to learn about Gilbert who's not even a character that's there 
we've already started at this point hearing a little bit about him because uh, we got introduced to his his brother. His dictator brother. <laughs> yeah. uh, his, uh, his brother's not a good guy. Not a good guy at all. No, not a, not a good guy. Uh, but we, we'll get more into that one in uh, like later episodes because uh, we... Yeah, it's just... Because I know we're going to hear more about it and I know it's going to be... It ain't going to be good, guys. No, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. I think the worry that I have about the show, similar akin to Remington's, is that I, I think that she will develop a personality over like maybe a seven episodes or so. I think that we'll we'll start to see her coming out of her shell and really expressing things in her own uh, in her own mind. But I'm scared of what that personality is going to be. Because yeah. Because I think... Uh, one of the things that works about this show is that because she is a blank slate, we can relate to her because we aren't introduced to the world. We don't know what's happening in it. Mm -hmm. And really, we're going along with the flow like she is. The only time that Violet is ever really assertive in the show is when she's given what she considers an order. And she'll accomplish it to the best of her ability. Go to school and graduate. Okay, I'll do that to the best of my ability. Sorry, I, I didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean... Yeah, I, I see really good things happening to this. Um, and we got to take a moment to talk about the music. Yes. Preston, mm -hmm. I know you're a really huge fan that of the soundtrack. That music hooked me in right from the get-go. Yeah. Like, it's orche like, sure, a lot of anime does, like, orchestral mm -hmm. music. but And this type of, like, emotional, um, slower-paced anime does seem to come along, like, once or twice a season. But the soundtrack for this one feels really different. Like, it's open, like, it's slow and open to many different forms it, there's a lot of variety to it like from the get-go like with the strings um yeah. and like the stirring like romance theme as like the camera's going through the streets of the country and whatnot mm -hmm. um to like there's later episodes where people are talking outside and it's just like the plucking of strings mm -hmm. yeah really and it all really fits together with the visuals it creates a strong atmosphere that kept me like interested in the show made me keep listening in yeah it's it, the amount of variety that is included in it as you've mentioned and how close to the actual narrative all the music follows like it, it was very obvious that um the team that was working on uh the composition behind it uh we know that who, who was what was the gentleman's name that was in charge of this uh, according to the page it was music by evan call yeah who's part of the group elements garden yeah. and uh they've done music for such anime as um uh oh hold on a second here dance with the devils um the yeah did you guys ever see that dance, dance with the, the devils, devils. No. okay so dance with the devils i haven't actually seen the whole thing because i do not speak japanese unfortunately uh i've been working on it but it's not gonna happen so. it's not happening very quickly <laughs> it's um, all of our dreams and aspirations yeah. <laughs> but it's a musical dance with the devils is a musical oh, and okay. it's great but i don't understand but the, because it's a musical all the music is the story and i can't oh. understand so i haven't watched the whole thing but i've listened to the music and i've watched it just to watch the music and it's gorgeous 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 music um that feels very musical-ish. But anyway, like, so I think because of that kind of background, um, the team is able to create narrative with their music and follow very closely to, like, what the story the is actually trying to... The visuals, like, it all works so well together that I, I feel like, I don't know, this this could... If it, if it keeps... Like, the, every episode has given me a more of a reason to watch it, and if it keeps going into that trajectory, I think this could could be one of my favorite of the season. I'm looking forward to watching yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. me Same. too. Yeah. yeah. So anything else you guys want to mention? No? Uh, no. 
think that covers it. Yeah, I think we'll take a break now. And when we get back, we're going to come back with some of our recommendations for something to for you guys to check out. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you in a second. Hey, Cole. Do you want to be kept up to date with the latest to come out of the gaming, movie, comic, and tech worlds? No, I don't want to. Cole, that's, that's not how this promo is supposed to work. I'm not getting paid enough for this, Lisa. Yes, you are, Cole. A lot, actually. Fine. I, Cole Watson, love the Pixels and Ink podcast, and if you think there's any better podcast out there, you're wrong, buddy, and you gotta check it out. Cole? Yes? Do you even listen? Like, like, what's your favorite part of the podcast? You guys do news, right? Yes. The news! <sighs> I'll be in my trailer. I have anime to research. Anyway, tune into Pixels Inc. podcast every Friday to hear the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into the worlds of comics, gaming, tech, and movies. You can find us at CG Mag Online, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us at Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, and catch past episodes on our YouTube channel uh, under CG Magazine. Don't delay. Listen today. Oh, hell yeah. And we're back. And we're going to... Start with some of our recommendations. So, uh, everyone got an idea of what they want to talk about to everyone? Yeah? Yeah. I can see you do here on my, you know, notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to get started with uh, Remington. You're going right. to kick us off. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to recommend Noragami. Good choice. Uh, I don't know if, how many people actually know about this anime, but uh, it is about a minor god named Yato. And he basically has no shrine and no followers. And his dream is just to become one of those big, famous gods. Mm -hmm. And uh, to do so, he needs a partner. But because he's so unknown, nobody wants to partner with him. Mm -hmm. And he ends up meeting this girl who has this problem of uh, her spirit is, like, only half in her body. And he decides to help her. And to do so, he needs to find a good partner. And it's just this really nice shonen slice of life. It's... It's short. It's not like your Naruto goes on for 300 episodes. It's just 12 episodes of one season and I think another 13 for the other. And it's it's just a nice tight cast, nice story writing. It's quick. It's for those who like really love shonen stuff. This is like the bleach that you yeah. could have had. It's not oh. that quick, but it's quicker than say like a seven hundred episode. It's quick enough one piece. where I wanted more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because everything's I think quicker than One Piece. Everything's quicker true. than One Piece. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. But this is like this is I think two seasons now. Yes, two seasons. and two twenty four episode seasons. No, only uh, twelve and thirteen. Oh, 12 and 13. Oh, yeah. so it's only like, yeah. That's yeah. why I said too short. It's too I short. wish there was more, but it, what for what's there, it's all good. Yeah. Like, there's no filler to it. It's all just plot characters. It's good stuff. And I, Are the seasons like one big arc each, or is it like one micro big arc. arcs? Okay. Um, big arc. It, not really. There's like an underlying part to the arc, but you do get like micro I mean, yeah, arcs. You get a couple of smaller stories, but it's it's there's mainly one big arc for each season. Definitely say. in the second season. How yes. are the fights in the show? Great action. Um, Great action. Yeah. Oh, the action. So there's only I would say about three or four major fights in the first season. Okay. But what's there? It's all. It's quick. It's sword fighting. You know, it's yeah. it's your typical anime stuff, but it looks really nice. It's uh, what studio is it? 
I can oh, look I don't up remember. best bikes yeah. on YouTube and that'll be there, yeah. Remington. <laughs> oh, it better, it better be there. I'm not happy. And they're all <laughs> edited by Remington. It's, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's just a succession of uh, Naragami fights. <laughs> it's uh, Bones. Oh, Bones. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, you, okay. Uh, bones. I, I, I can't say I have not watched Noragami. I have listened to its openings. Oh, yeah. yes, its openings. Uh, especially its openings the second good. intro. Love that second intro. <laughs> But yeah, Noragami. I think yeah. people should really check it out. I'm with you. I mean, I'm 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 a sucker for like uh, the the spiritual like animes where they have the like they talk about like the either the yokai yeah. or the gods and stuff like that, and they have that interaction with like a person and slice of life style, which is kind of neat. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I totally with you. That's an awesome choice. Um, and I hate you for putting on this episode because that was gonna be my <laughs> episode for now. But whatever. Hearts for you, Remington. <laughs> All right, Cole, do you want to take us off for the next one? Uh, sure. The one, the anime that I would like to re- recommend is a bit dated, I would say. Uh, How dated are we talking? Oh, God. It's 1980s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't born then, so that'll be... <laughs> it's dated. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say a classic that everyone should check out, and that is GTO, Great Teacher, Onizuka. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. That is a classic. <laughs> yeah, that is a classic. And one that you can enjoy in a variety of formats, including manga, live drama, <laughs> and anime. <laughs> Tell me more! <laughs> but uh, just to introduce this to, to listeners who may be unaware, uh, Great Teacher Onizuka is about Ekichi Onizuka, a 22-year-old ex-gang member who is also a virgin. And what prompts him on his quest to become a teacher is that after seeing all of the students lust after their teachers, he's like... I'd like that job. <laughs> I was going to ask, is the virgin thing really important? But oh, no, it, oh, it, it is. is. Okay. It is. I heard of it, but I have not watched it. So uh, when uh, Onizuka actually graduates from his little teacher college, he is assigned to a school that ha- and a particular class that is full of what people would call rejects, delinquents, outsiders. Uh, and what, these, what this class has actually done is that any part-time teacher that comes to them is mocked, insulted, bullied, and they and they immediately quit their jobs and <laughs> go in, into a new career path that they find is more suitable for them. But uh, Onizuka can take it. He walks up to that blackboard, puts GTO on that blackboard, and says, I am going to teach you the meaning of life and why life is great. And it is a fantastic series. Um, what happens is that there's a ton of humor to it, but... The bulk of the series is about teaching each and every one of these delinquent students that life is worth living. And he gives them each individually their own life lesson. Don't give up. Don't commit suicide. Uh, pursue after your dreams. You're not worthless. So it's like a collection of micro arcs. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they deal with really heavy topics. For really heavy topics. Yeah. Uh, compared to the rest of the school that is basically out for themselves. Uh, they just want to further their own game. They want to become principal. They want to be a uh, teacher of uh, a better class. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Onizuka, he, he identifies with these kids and really just wants to help them. Yeah, that is a really good series. I remember reading it when I was in school, and I just thought, what a badass teacher. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, like, I want, I want this, this teacher. teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, even though the, the series is totally ridiculous, and like it just it goes off the rails so much, but it's like ha- it tackles all these really deep issues. The um, Onizuka's character, like that archetype, yeah. has been the model for so many teacher school yeah. animes. Like you, 
like, uh, was it Taro's, uh, what's, uh, Kuro-sensei in Assassination oh, Classroom yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. is basically, like, the reserved version of that, and then we have a, ta- uh, my, my teacher is an otaku, whatever. Yeah, basically the yeah. idea of, like, a series about a teacher helping students. Yeah. That's, yeah. Great Teacher yeah. Onizuka was one of the biggest ones that did that. And how long is this, like, an- in anime form, how long I is I think it's it? 52 episodes. Yeah, okay. around 52 episodes. If you want to go for the live dramas, they're about 24 to 12, depending on the season. Okay. Um, they're great. The live yeah, dramas are great. They're all great. And if you oh, want to talk great. great anime intros, that is one of the classic yes. intros. Yes. Mm. Driver's High. That is one of the best anime intros out there. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, another good recommendation. That one, I loved it. Ages ago. I feel really old, actually, thinking about that now. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I wasn't even born when this came born. out. I was like, I gotta watch Great Teacher Onizuka <laughs> right out of the womb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your mom was watching it during yeah. the delivery. <laughs> all he heard was, wow. all he heard was a teacher high. do a German <laughs> suplex. And he's like, man, I gotta see this. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's a good one. Good one. Yeah. Guys, these are really great. Mine's better, but these, these are really great. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Why don't wow. you go Way next? Way to brag so? about I, it. I will. Why don't you go I will. Next? I will. Okay, so my, my suggestion is uh, ACCA, or ACCA, 13 Territory Inspection Department, and it's uh, done by Studio Madhouse and Bandai Visual. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's one that I, I know. Because, guys, I am the anime hipster. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better than great teacher Onizuka? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm not. You, uh, you guys can find it. Actually, if like me, you can find this either on Funimation or Crunchyroll. So, okay. like, yeah, so, dub. I watched it. I watched it dubbed, and then I went back and watched it subbed. So, uh, I kind of liked. I don't know. I fell in love with the dub voice first because it had some really great voice actors on it, and it just really like it was great. And the sub was really well subbed because it just really you know Crunchyroll is really good at that sort of stuff. But anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, ACA is a giant unified syndicate that, uh, basically contains a, a kingdom that's split into 13 autonomous territories. And, uh, ACA was formed when there was a threat of a coup d'etat and, uh, it continued to protect all the civilians to keep every, basically to keep the peace of all the 13 territories. And, um, it was in charge of this for quite a number of years. So the whole premise of the show follows uh, this one character, uh, Jean Otis, who's the vice uh, chairman of the inspecting inspection department at ACA headquarters. And he's extremely cunning. Um, and he he basically, he's he's got a reputation of being like, you can't put one over on this guy. So if he comes to visit your territory to see if you're doing some sneaky business, he's going to find out about it kind of thing. Okay. Um, he also has, uh, like, just to explain how this world kind of works, um, there is a real, like, you as they develop, you see, like, there's a real class system to the whole thing. And one of the, like, key, like, character traits of Jean is that he's a smoker. But you find out that he treats it really casually because of the particular area that he's in. But as he goes to certain places, it, he's treated like, like, kind of like, oh, you're a rich dude because all you do is smoke and just, like, throw it away kind of thing. <laughs> But anyway, so we, we use they use so many different things to kind of build the characters and build the areas and build the whole thing. So is it like a police procedural? It's it's like it's like a it's almost like a political crime drama. Okay. okay. All right. But it's not like like there's 
there's lightheartedness to it. There's really great character development. And because it's on my madhouse, you know the animation is stunning. But let me talk about the soundtrack, okay? So as a music major, oh. uh, as a music major, <laughs> drama major over there. Not even. <laughs> as a music major, I, uh, who loves jazz, I was in love with the soundtrack. I mean... Okay, anime tries so hard to do jazz, right? Mm. And they do it. They do great jobs. But I sometimes it just doesn't fit in with the tone. This was very much like early 50s uh, almost style because it and it, it followed like the music followed the main character so well like it painted his characteristics like of being cool but ambivalent to anything that was kind of going on around him okay. and it was just like uh, it was just really great listenable music as well was it so. like really free flow or kind of like structured jazz very structured okay. like it was like I said very very listenable yeah um, I think even the opening itself if I remember correctly was very like uh, very fusion in the sense that it was jazz but very modern kind of okay. mo- not modern jazz like it wasn't jazz fusion like we were having like none of that but this is the music major <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> do you want me to it wasn't going into like 12 tone no 12 tone changes over keep continue but anyway yeah so it, uh, but the soundtrack and the art style like meshed together just made the whole thing go and because of just the nature of the drama because we fall because of following John who is going through the motions and looking at things and he's kind of investigating and ev- basically everything that happens as the series progresses is very like it'll it'll turn your head it'll really catch you uh, like sus- keep you in suspense um and it's just and it's hard sometimes to just keep track of who's where and who's doing what and it, it, it's a really it's, it's just a really great progression um, one of my favorites in a really long time. So yeah, I highly recommend that one. Is this a newer anime? Or yeah, it came, so it came out last season. Okay. I believe it came out in last spring. I mm. want to say spring or uh, spring or summer. Okay. I can't remember exactly. Or maybe winter. I don't know. It came out earlier last season. Mm. Um, that's when I was catching it, and um, yeah, I was hooked. I was. I don't. I normally like to wait until a series is done and then just sort of binge it. This one, I it was one of the ones that I will just like episode <laughs> by episode. And not lose interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a very creative work. Like, not really, like, anything I'd expect. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like something I'd expect from Madhouse. Yes. <laughs> that is the only way I can say that. Just Madhouse, the fact that you said it was them just makes me want to watch it. Just because I loved everything that they did. Oh, yeah. yeah they do a really original mm-hmm. stuff over Madhouse. Yeah. You, you're not going to be disappointed with this one. Like, like I, I, 10 out of 10 recommend this one. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Preston, what do you have for us today? All right. My recommendation contains three of my favorite things. Okay. It's a cooking show. It's wholesome where people are friendly to each other all the time. And it's set in the Fate universe. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm one of those people. (laughs) Get used to it. But instead of diving into the craziness, uh, the anime that I'm talking about is today's, uh, it's called uh, Today's Menu for Emiya Family. And it is set in an alternate um, Fate Stay Night universe where during the Holy Grail where no one died, everyone lived and continues to live. So they're happy. <laughs> so everything time. is oh, no. good. You <laughs> sold me on this already. There I just want everyone happy, everyone especially is- Ryan. Anyway. Everyone is happy and doesn't and does not die or kill each other. And because of that, 
what do you do? Well, you organize regular meals where she, where the main character cooks for everyone. And it is like, <laughs> is a show. And two episodes are out so far. It releases monthly. It's animated by Ufo Table, who does great work. And why are they making this cooking show? But I don't care. I love it anyway. Um, it's just each episode is basically um, the main character, Shiro, making a new, like, menu, like, cooking a new meal. Talking about like the meal as he's making it, yeah. and then just sharing it with all the various cast of characters, <laughs> and it is peaceful. And if you like the Fate universe like me, there's a whole bunch of like in jokes that like if you've watched any of the previous Fate properties, you're gonna love it. It's a lot like Carnival Phantasm, but less zany and a lot more wholesome. strictly focused yeah. on yeah. Fate. So, how much of the Fate universe does this incorporate? Like, what characters? It, 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 Pretty much incorporates um, the characters that were in the Fate Stay Night mm-hmm. anime. So, the original. so yeah. like the very original material. So you'll have like the Saber, Lancer, Rider, like all of those core characters. Nothing from like Apocrypha. Nothing, nothing from, from zero? like zero. Well, I mean, technically, no, technically, <laughs> yeah. some of the characters. Um, <laughs> nothing from like Fate Extra or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the core cast that was in the original Fate anime and their. Ha- and no one dies, which and the characters are pretty great. Like I kind of wish they were interacting in more of a peaceful setting, and this anime provides that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I, I, I loved the characters so much, and the, that's the only problem I have with the fate. Like any fate, I, I'm, I'm with you on like liking the universe. It's bat poop crazy. <laughs> this is, I forgot we have to keep this one PG. It's, it's nuts, but. I love the characters, and I know that no matter yeah. what, how, who I get attached to, everyone's gonna die. Yeah, and it's just nice <laughs> to see to. like them They're... living peacefully. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd recommend people watch this just to know that it exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to know. When I heard about this, I was like, "Really? This is where they're going with fate? <laughs> this I... is what Ufo Table is spending its time doing? Yeah. <laughs> don't they have movies to animate?" <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. I'm not into fate. I've never actually tried though. What? Oh, okay. I have never attempted cool. to jump into this. Cool. I appreciate the saber cool. figmas from the side, <laughs> but cool. could I actually gonna... jump into this? Not could with this jump... one. Not with this. No, one. this is strictly like a um, someone who has watched at least some of the previous material related to that. Yeah. Like the fate universe is pretty popular, and I think like Type Moon and Nufo Table were thinking like. Okay, there's enough of an audience of people who will enjoy this. Um, but if you haven't seen it, I would really recommend watching the other stuff before this, partially for the in jokes and partially because sometimes you'll be questioning why characters interact with each other the way they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's okay. not something you could jump into if you're a newbie. But yeah, even for though like, I love food porn shows. <laughs> oh yeah. And this show has food porn. Like, my God, does the food look good? Yeah. I'm I'm really in love with all like this trend of food porn anime. Like I mean, Ever there's Chef Wars, War, food, yeah. food Wars, Food Wars, and like uh, the restaurant, yep. restaurant to another world. I gotta yeah. talk about that, uh, well, that for another time. Yeah, another but time. anyway, yeah, great, great suggestions, everybody. Okay, so we've got one last piece before we head off. Uh, I'm gonna leave you guys with a summary of an anime that I've watched and I don't remember anything about, and I'm gonna Wait, explain what? that summary, yep. and you guys have to guess what the no, anime was. No. Okay. I have a question. Why do you know a summary for something that you've watched but that you don't remember anything about? Oh, guys, I how don't do you remember anything. Su- how, but how do you know the summary for it if you don't remember anything Were about you? it? Don't question the logistics of this. This is Lisa. Hashtag Carrie Lisa all day, Hashtag every Carrie day. Hashtag Carrie Lisa. <laughs> um, okay. Did you not, like, 
were you not here for the earlier podcast when I mixed up like Erica and Iris? Like I don't remember names. Okay, <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's true. Names. That's true. Yeah. I had to really prepare before I come up with you guys. Right. So this is gonna be great. Let's and see what you, you got. And audience members, uh, those of you who are listening, please chime in on your answers because uh, we're not gonna give that away today. All right, you ready? Okay, so these there's these girls, and wow. uh, they go to a magical school and uh, they learn how to magic. But uh, their teacher retires, and some random guy off the street becomes their teacher. And the girls are like, what? We don't want this random guy teaching us? But there's no one else, so they're like, whatever, okay. And so he better be good. And he isn't. So uh, at first, <laughs> but we do find out he has a deep, dark secret. Uh, but that's like spoiler territory, so I'm not going to say that. And uh, he hates being there, so he kind of acts like the kind of teacher who's like, I'm ready to retire, and then there's like, nothing happening there and so he just he'll just show up he'll like say a thing like there's this one smart mouth girl who will just kind of go off at him and he'll be like i don't care they're not paying me enough and he'll like take off but uh anyway uh as it turns out he is actually a pretty like he's trying to teach the magic uh and he turns out he is actually pretty proficient at this because of deep dark secret um and uh, we learn a lot about the characters, and the girls all come with their own baggage, and there's, you know, fun stuff that happens, and then all of a sudden there's some, like, weird antagonist that sort of drops in out of nowhere, and that takes the whole plot, you know, so- to- totally in a different direction from where it was to start. Also, everyone's dressed in, like, really skimpy uniforms uh, for some unknown reason, because anime. And, uh, yeah, so, what anime did I watch, guys? I've got it perfect. I right. think I know it, but... It is Great Teacher Onizuka, <laughs> Magical Girl Edition. Okay, now on Toonami. Let's go, boys. <laughs> like... No. Okay. I, oh, oh, man. Oh, man. I know this one, I think. Oh, yeah, I'll give you another hint. But it's... The, the title, title is super badly translated, so the it's super, like the it's worst... Magical. It's, it has the word magical in it. Well, <laughs> there is something that starts with an A, and I'm pretty sure it is not a word in the English language <laughs> that someone was like, this seems like an English word, and they wrote it down. Maybe. Like, magical? Maybe not. I have no Maybe not. Idea. I don't know. I don't know. Remington, what do you think? Because I don't know at all, your, <laughs> your summaries are the worst when it comes to this. <laughs> um, or the best. Or the best, depending on how you look at anime. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna take a completely random guess and say it's Nagima, but I don't know it. All. It has the name like Magic Girl or Magic Instructor or something like that in it, but I can't. <sighs> Guys, you're gonna have to wait till next episode because I ain't telling you. Um. <laughs> But anyway, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. Um, and so thanks, guys, for having a nice chat about anime. I really appreciate it. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening. You can tune into CG Magazine, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app to listen to the continuing adventures of the Anime Research Society, brought to you by CG Magazine and Pixels Inc. Podcast. Do you have a question or a comment for the Society? You can tweet at us at A underscore R underscore Society. Or you can find us all on Twitter. Guys, plug your Twitters. Cole, what's your Twitter? I am Kaiser underscore Watson. And Preston? I am at Preston Doza. That's spelled with an Z-S-A. Yes, I know my last name's confusing. It's awesome. I'm at Remington Joseph. And I'm at Lisa Awesome with no E's. Uh, so please tweet at us with your questions, comments. Did you like my summary? I think you should let me know that you like my summary. Um, and so uh, t- you can also comment on uh, our 
homepage here at CG Magazine, where you can listen also listen to the con- uh, podcast, and you can find CG Magazine at cgmagonline.com. Do you want to hear more from CG Magazine and Pixels and Ink? You can follow them on Twitter at CG Magonline, Facebook at CG Magazine, or on Instagram at CG Magazine, and you can find us on YouTube at CG Magazine. And from everyone here at the Anime Research Society, happy researching, fellow anime fans. Thank you.